Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about the Lori Vallow case, but I'm going to actually specifically focus in on Tylee Ryan. I will be doing another video on JJ separately, but I feel like now that things that are coming to light, that maybe they have actually gone missing at two different times, I thought it would be important to focus separately on them. But before I begin, please click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell because I'm coming out with a lot of videos. Also, click the share button and share where you can and give it a like if you support the video. With that being said, let's get into it. I'm going to take you back to 2018 for just a minute or two and talk about Tylee's dad, Joseph Ryan. He died on April 3rd, 2018, and he died from an apparent heart attack. Now, at the time, Tylee's aunt, Annie, who is Joseph's sister, came to visit and supported Tylee during this time. And she said while she was there, Lori was making inappropriate comments and in front of Tylee. And this actually was on the Dr. Phil show, which I just saw yesterday. And she was talking about putting the kids in the car and driving them off a cliff. And according to Annie, she said Lori saw the look on her face of horror and she immediately started to backpedal and say, oh, you know I would never hurt the kids but she said it was absolutely horrifying. And Annie described Lori's relationship with Tylee as complicated, and she said they fought a lot. She described Tylee as very strong-willed, and Colby, who is Tylee's brother, says the same thing about her. She's very strong-willed, she's very caring. So now we fast forward a little bit to February 2019, which was just a year ago. And according to Charles Vallow, Lori took off for 58 days, and she took Tylee to Hawaii. And in an interview in Dateline, I believe it was, one of her ex-best friends named April was saying that she came to Hawaii with Tylee and Lori was trying to convince her that she was one of the chosen ones for this doomsday second coming of Christ in July. And Lori told April that she wanted out of the marriage and she didn't want JJ. So it was her and Tylee spending the time in Hawaii. Then we fast forward a little bit into July where Tylee's stepdad, Charles Vallow, and was his stepdad for quite some time, he ended up dying and dying in Lori's home. And I saw the body cam of the police officer right after this happened. And there was some really strange behavior with Lori. And of course, Tylee was beside. JJ had already gone to school apparently. Now, Lori was acting super strange after this all happened, had a smile on her face, as we've seen mostly smirks, but she was almost delighted in what was going on. And at one point, the police officer says, well, how long have you been living here? And she says, three weeks. And then she starts making a joke like, ha ha, sorry, hi neighbors, sorry. After a man that she's been married to for 13 years, even though they were separated, he died and she wasn't shedding a tear or anything. She just looked like happy. And beside her was Tylee, and in the body cam, her face was blurred out because she's a minor. At the time, Tylee was 16 years old. Right after Lori made that remark, and then the officer asked her about her height and weight, and then Tylee must have given her a look because it shows the camera, the body cam looking at Lori, and she kind of looks at Tylee and says, what? Tylee, when she was answering some questions about you know, her age and, and her height and her weight. And then he was asking, oh, do you drive? And she says, yeah, I drove all the way from Texas to here by myself. Which, wow, for a 16 year old, right? And she stood there a lot of times just kind of covering her body. You could see she was, you know, she was bothered her, 
I think it was her leg that was shaking, but it was very short clip. There wasn't a whole lot to it. I'm sure that was confusing for her as well. Now we fast forward another month. This is about August 30th is when Colby last saw Tylee on FaceTime. And Colby, like I mentioned, is her brother. And Colby says they FaceTimed and he said it was super normal, normal conversation that they were moving. He said nothing crazy. But he said then he started questioning over time her texts because she wasn't capitalizing things. She wasn't talking like her normal self. This was about a couple weeks after FaceTiming and he said it just didn't fit her personality. Then we go to September 8th, which is when Tylee was officially last seen. And this was at Yellowstone Park. Now officials are saying that Tylee was last seen at the entrance of the park. And they said there was a photograph taken there and they found that also on her mother's iCloud account. And they said Tylee was there, Lori was there, JJ was there, and Uncle Alex was there. And in the court documents, it says, and I quote, this photo is the last time we can find any record of Ryan being with Lori Vallow. We have found no witnesses who can verify they have seen Ryan since September 8th, 2019. Now, I also read that they are gonna be searching that area, but they're just waiting for the snow to melt so that they can do a proper search. And it's 3,500 square miles. Now, some subscribers have actually given me some links to some very scary information. It's concerning for sure. There is an area called the Zone of Death in Yellowstone, and it's called that because there is a legal loophole. Now, even though Yellowstone is located in Wyoming, there's a tiny little sliver that crosses the border of Idaho. And there's a couple slivers actually surrounding the couple of states. But there is a 130 square kilometer or 50 square mile patch, and that's known as the zone of death. Basically, because of this zone, you literally can get away with murder. And there is a guy uh, named Brian Colt. He's a law professor of the Michigan State University, and he brought this loophole into the spotlight in 2015, and he published a paper. It was called The Perfect Crime. And with this, he sent copies of his work to different government authorities before he printed it, and he was hoping that somebody would close this loophole, but nobody seems to have taken action on this. I was looking at a YouTube video on this, and it was really interesting because it was showing that all that has to happen is that they would change the boundaries. Because what they're explaining is, if everybody has a right to a jury, well, in this sliver in Idaho, there's nobody that lives there. And so basically, you can get away with murder. That's the Coles Notes basic version. I'll link to the YouTube so that you could see all the different states with Idaho and Wyoming and Montana. And then it'll outline exactly what's happening and why there's this little zone of death. It did concern me as soon as I read that because at first when they said the last sighting was of Tylee at Yellowstone Park and then nothing after that, I thought, well, who knows what that could be, right? Because there has been a couple of reports of neighbors seeing Tylee in the beginning of September, but it didn't say the exact dates. So I wasn't sure, but then when I read this zone of death and how close it is to Rexburg, Idaho to get to Yellowstone and because Alex was with them and death seems to follow both Alex and Lori, that does concern me for sure. 
Now, apparently there is a novel based on this zone of death called uh, Free Fire by CJ Box. And also there is a 2016 horror film called Population Zero. I did see the trailer for it. I haven't seen that movie yet. Have you seen it? Put it in the comments below. And maybe I'll give a link also to that novel if you guys want to do a little read on it. Now at the end of September, on September 28th, Colby texted Tylee and said, Hey Ty, happy birthday. I'm so proud of you. I know you've been through a lot. Trust God, it's all going to be okay. And she responds, thanks Colbs, I love you. And he says right away, she isn't using emojis in it. And he thought that was really weird. And then he says, hey Ty, are you okay? And she says, I'm good, just tired. Call you back later, love you. And he says, okay, call me tonight, please. And she says, at the movie, I'll call you after. He, and Colby says again, Ty, please call me after your movie. I'm worried about you. And she says, worry about me, what? He says, I just wanna hear you talk. And then she says, okay, this week was just busy. I'll call you soon. And he says, okay, please call me tonight if you can. And he didn't get the call back. And he says, this is not a typical conversation between him and her. And he said, she, he just felt that she was pushing him away and it doesn't make sense. He said it wasn't normal. And he messaged on September 28th, but my understanding is her birthday is actually September 24th, which is the day after that JJ was last seen. So I don't know if that correlates either, or if she's actually disappeared on September 8th, or if it was on September 24th on her 17th birthday. Now in another uh, 12 days, or 13, 12, 13 days, there was some activity on Tylee's Venmo account. There was two transactions and one was October 10th and the other one was October 16th. And on the 16th, she sent money to Colby. And then Tylee's friend got a text from Tylee on October 25th. And it was at 11.14 a.m. And it read, hi, miss you guys too, love ya. And the friend said that she wasn't too sure that this actually was Tylee's text to her. She felt that it didn't sound like how Tylee would, would word it. And she said she spelled out her words for the most part, plus she would have texted more if I reached out. So even her friend was saying that something's off about her communication back and forth. And her friend was also saying like while she was living in Arizona, they texted quite a bit. But then when she moved to Idaho, uh, her friend said that it started getting fewer and far between messages and it took longer to respond. And she said this was six days. She waited six wait days for a response. And Colby was saying the same thing. It was starting to get fewer and far between with the actual communication. And Tylee's friend said that she didn't even want to move to Idaho. And in fact, she said that she had originally planned to move in with a friend in order to stay in Arizona. But Tylee decided to go to Idaho so that she could be with her little brother. And her friend said that she was just protective of JJ because he was her little brother. And also according to her friend, the reason why Tylee wasn't in high school in Idaho is because she had gotten her GED early. And actually what's really weird is that there's a conflicting story, surprise, surprise, from Lori, but she told a neighbor in Rexburg that Tylee had moved there so that she could attend college. But that's a lie because she wasn't enrolled in college. Then on October 1st, Lori rented a storage unit in Rexburg, Idaho. And you may have seen that 
from Nate Eaton of East Idaho News. And there was a couple disturbing things in there. You may have seen the tote where it was super, super heavy. And for a man to have troubles carrying that, that was pretty heavy, right? Dr. Phil was saying, what would be in that bag that's so heavy, he thinks it's 100 pounds or more. And Colby was saying that, you know, his mom really was into the end of days type stuff. So he said there was a lot of food storage growing up in the house, like water, beans, rice. And so he was saying maybe it's that. But the only thing that we really saw of Tylee's in there was a big blanket with her pictures on it. And I believe there was also a girl's bike. I'm not sure that it would be hers, but she is fairly short, so it could have been her bike. The rest was JJ's stuff and a little bit of Colby's. Now, the day before Thanksgiving, Colby was asking, where is the kids? And Lori texted back, I got it, don't worry about it, I'll take care of it. There was also reports saying that Lori was saying to people that Tylee died years ago. So this is a strange, strange story. And this is Lori's second child. Tylee would be Lori's second child. So I don't know what the heck is going on, but it seems like Charles was the glue that put a lot of this family together, from my opinion, just seeing from people's comments. But... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She started changing in 2018, which is when she started getting into Chad Daybell's books and his teachings and his beliefs. So on December 20th, there was a search announced for both JJ and Tylee. Then the following day, police actually called Lori and Chad persons of interest in the kid's disappearance. There was a possible sighting on December 22nd by an Indiana woman in Nashville who was at a Trace Atkins concert. She believed that Tylee looked a lot like this girl who said her name was Amy. And this was only two days after the report went out. So not everybody saw the news yet that these kids were actually missing. And so she was at this concert. A few other couples were there too. They all believe that Tylee looked a lot like this Amy girl that they sat and hung out with all night. And they were saying that Amy was with a couple who seemed to be in their 60s and who were pretty controlling of her behavior throughout the night. The couples all put in a call to the authorities separately without even talking to each other. So it it looks like it could be a possibility. Now, a lot of people in the comments, because they had mentioned this, I think it was in a live, and people were commenting that it couldn't be like, why didn't she turn them in? Well, she didn't realize 
the, that this could be Tylee until a couple days later when she saw on Facebook and then she called it in. And the woman that called found this very, very strange just in her behavior and this couple. And the couple didn't want to have their pictures taken. And this Amy girl said she was from out west. And the guy that she was with said, you know better than that. We're actually from, I think it was Knoxville, he said. So there's just some weird things surrounding that. In a way, I hope that that's true because that means that she didn't go missing in Yellowstone Park or possibly go missing there. Then on January 7th, JJ's grandparents, Larry and Kay Woodcock, actually announced a $20,000 reward. And what they said was, these are beautiful young children. They're two extremely intelligent young children and we want them back. We want them back in our family. And they said, we don't say the D word, we don't want to and we're not going to because we truly believe and we hope and pray that these kids are alive. So then January 30th, Lori misses that deadline to produce the children and then she was in court last week. Now her defense attorney was saying one point and I actually will give it to him for that because he says well she didn't produce the children because in the document it said that if she does produce the children then she won't get them. So I thought oh that he made a good point on that one but the issue still lies, where are the kids, right? And she smirks a heck of a lot. And I wonder if she knows that they're actually safe somewhere, so to speak, but she has them hidden. I've said this from the beginning, I don't know why. But it just feels like because of her smirking so much, if she's just giving that look like, I'm powerful, I know where they are, and you guys are pathetic, you know, like that kind of thing. So her court date is March 4th at 9 a.m. She has signed to go back to Idaho. So let's see how that all plays out. If you do have information on Tylee, please call 208-359-3000. That's for the Rexburg police. And you can also phone the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children at 1-800-THE-LOST. I'll put up a few more pictures of Tylee so you can see her. Tylee has blonde hair, blue eyes, she's 5 feet tall and weighs 160 pounds. Stay tuned for a video of JJ coming your way. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't done so already. Click that like button, click the share button. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.